I'm all pumped up because um, what um, the clip that Zoe showed and, and what she said is bang on with what I want to preach about today. And what I want to preach to you guys about today is, is change and how God comes in and he just changes us and, and the effects of it, how we do it and, and all, the, all the things that come with it. Now the first thing I want to read is the definition of the word change in our uh, dictionary is to make or become different or an act or process through which something or someone becomes different. Now, we just entered 2020, and, um, you know, hands up if you have a, have a resolution. Awesome. Yeah, my, my resolution, I um, try and keep my uh, resolutions pretty tame so that I can achieve them, but even then, <laughs> even then, half the time, you, you just don't quite get them, do you? Um, you know, change in general... Change in general, when I think about change, is it's quite a scary thing because we as people have this fear of the unknown, fear of not knowing what's going to happen or if something's going to change, how's it going to change? Is it going to affect me good? Is it going to affect me bad? And it just becomes, in general, to most people, a scary thing, especially when you don't know what's going to happen. Um, just a quick little thing I want to mention about that is um, I, I was uh, reading a book called Jesus Freaks, and it's an awesome book. If you haven't read it, read it. It's about all these different testimonies of, of martyrs and, and other little other stories in it. And there's a story that I read about a missionary, a man who was called to go to a village who he'd never been to before and was unreached by the gospel of Jesus. And he was shaking in his boots, unsure, because when you hear from God, you're going to go somewhere and do something. Sometimes you have no idea how it's going to turn out or what's going to happen. Like imagine Zion Dad's like, you guys go to Cobram and do this. You're like, oh man, what's going to happen? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be crazy? You know, whatever. And it's, it's scary, and this guy writes in this book, um, you know, he was, he was scared, he was, he was worried, you know, what if, what if the people rejected it and, and wanted to attack this man or something like that? Um, and he goes to the village, and once he reaches the village, he um, talks to the chief through an interpreter, and he, um, it turns out the chief, just before the man had come, the chief had had a vision of a cross and a man hanging on a cross, and that man was Jesus. So when he came in, this missionary was preaching. God had already gone before him to pave a way for him to do the things that he was called to do in God, to make the change in that community that then was saved and became Christians. Now change, when you're young, I know there's some young guys in here, when you change schools, it can be scary. When you change jobs, when I was changing my job, it was so scary. I had no idea, you know, if, um, you know, could I find another job? Will I get accepted? Will everyone else then not want me there? When you change your friends groups, um, you know, in school, when I first became a Christian, I was in school and I lost so many friends and it was a scary, scary change, but it was a good change at the same time. When a family member gets sick, sometimes things are out of your control. A family member gets gravely ill or someone you know gets sick or, you know, uh, your work circumstances change or things in your life change. And it can be a scary thing. When I was coming into faith, things were changing all around me. I wrote a little list here of um, my life at the time. I was worried about being popular because I was in school at the time, um, like 16 years of age. I was in a toxic relationship with a, with a girl. Um, I had pressure on me from school and all that to choose my career. My number one priority was how many kills I could get on COD on my Xbox at the time. Um, my, my brother was suicidal. My girlfriend was suicidal. My life was in turmoil. And all I had to do was 
remember that I'd been around these people that knew God, around these people that knew Jesus, around people that had a joy in their hearts that was unexplainable. You know, when things were going on in my life that I couldn't explain or I couldn't work through, I could look at these guys and think, man, what's the hope they've got? Can I have a piece of that? And then I went on to start attending church more often, going to youth group and doing that sort of thing. And I got to know who God was. Well, God reached out to me through circumstances that were not ideal and were not really for me. And through that, you know, I was able to to hold on to something. You know, God is an anchor. Like like we sang, God is the cornerstone what we can stand, who we can stand on through all stages of life, no matter what we're going through, whether it's battling bushfires, whether it's family members who are sick, whether it's, you know, family and friends who have uh, mental illness or, or sicknesses or whatever it is, God's there to stand on. And I got to know God. And the more I learned about him, the more I wanted to know. He grew this hunger in me that was like, this Bible became like a bar of honey or like a chalky bar or... You know, whatever you guys like. I had some Dutch pancakes this morning for brekkie, and oh, they were good. <laughs> you know, my focus became on God. I became a better person. I read this scripture called Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which gets quoted so many times. It's God saying, hey, behold, I have a plan for you. My plans are for good and not for evil, to give you a hope and future and not to harm you. And I was like, whoa, God actually has a design, a purpose, a reason for my existence. And I could walk in that or I can continue to live without him. My choice, our choice. He changed me. He's taught me so much. He's shown me so much and he's blessed me so much. And now he directs me. When I was uh, just coming into faith again, you know, I got an opportunity to head over to Africa. As you guys know, Darren's going over there next year now, I think, this year. May this year, there you go. If you want to jump on board, jump on board. It's the best thing you'll do, seriously. Um... Um, my dad and Keith are going over there next week. And, um, you know, while I was over there, God just showed me how good he is. You know, he's the God of yeah, Australia. He's the God of Africa. He's the God of the whole globe. And everything under the heavens is his. You know, and, and he's there for everyone. You know, it's, it's, it's worldwide. It's, it's crazy. It's, I can't even begin to explain. Anyway, I want to read a, a quick scripture. It's from Psalm chapter 32, verse 8. And it says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathways for your life i will advise you and watch over you and another one joshua 1 9 sorry i forgot to mark my bible so you're going to see my bible skills today and how if you're any good straight up struggling there we go joshua 1 chapter 9 this is my command be strong and courageous do not be afraid or discouraged the lord your god is with you wherever you go you know i love that the first one about you know i'll guide you along the right pathways for your life you know when you decide to make the change when you decide to to move from not knowing god or not being in correct alignment with god and being free to knowing who god is and and accepting him into your life he then directs you on your pathways and and for me every time i've been in a position in my life where i have no idea where i'm going you know god what do you want me to do where do you want me to go am i meant to do this with my life am i meant to do that with my life when i uh finished school i had absolutely no idea what to do with myself i was like what can i do you know every every person that i know uh is either going to go to university and study which wasn't really for me because school was more social for me um or get a job and work and i was like oh well i don't know what i want to do and then all i wanted to do was do something that was going to help me either do something for God or whatever. So 
instead of doing anything, I jumped on an airplane and went over to Africa, <laughs> came back with nothing, and then um, every time I was in that situation where I had no idea, I used to pray to God, and every single time, God has brought someone to church and spoken a prophetic word over me. Every time I lack direction, it's like the Bible says, when you, when you seek God and when you give God, He will give uh, God your time and attention and your life, He will direct you in the right pathways that He has for you. You know, now... I'm a qualified builder, um, which is good because I used to be shocking at building. I'll tell you what. Um, you know, God's just directed my path and, and shown me where to go. You know, I'm married to Rushi now. Um, you know, we're, we're slowly moving forward with our lives. and well, not so slowly. It's been pretty crazy. Um, and, you know, God's just been absolute cornerstone for me. Like, if I didn't have God, I have no idea where I'd be. I could be anywhere doing anything in the wrong crowd. Who knows? But God directs me because I decided to make the change. And like, like, like that clip was insane. I loved it. You know, God, the God of Jacob, he, he's there with you before you change. And then he's there to push you forward into the future and the awesome blessings that he has for you after you change. Um, two awesome guys, two awesome, awesome dudes in the Bible. Peter and, and Paul are perfect examples. Peter was a fisherman sitting, uh, doing his job, fishing by the ocean, and Jesus comes over and he says, hey, hey man, uh, this was when he was called Simon, follow me, come and follow me, I have something awesome for your life, and you know, it's one thing to hear what I'm saying to you guys now, you know, you can have the choice when Jesus comes, knocks on your door to say, open the door, and then you can choose, do you step through, do you walk with him, do you take his hand, do you follow him, or do you stay where you are, in your comfort, in your where you are, in your workplace, you might be, you know, whatever it is, and you're nice and comfortable, you live in life, and everything's enjoyable. When Jesus comes and knocks on the door and decides to shake things up, decides to make a change, when it's daunting, do you take his hand? Do you follow him? Do you take the step? Do you walk through the door when he knocks, or do you stay where you are? Peter's a perfect example. He changed his whole entire life. You know, He went through all the stuff he went through, all the hardships, the uh, preaching the word for God. You know, The day of Pentecost to be have the faith to stand up in front of people that were calling them drunkards and then preach the word of God and save 3,000 people is an amazing thing for a fisherman to do. He changed his life. Another man, Paul, previously called Saul, imprisoned and killed thousands upon thousands of Christians. And then he has an encounter with God and decides, hey, you know, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. And I love the same, the, the clip just confirmed it. You know, your past does not disqualify you from the future that God has for you. If I had killed and imprisoned thousands of Christians, I do not know how I would have turned around and started to, to worship God and, and, and live my life for God and, and do the things that Paul did in his life. He did missionary trips. He preached the word. He went through being stoned and shipwrecked and all that thing for God after killing thousands and thousands of Christians because he didn't allow his past to disqualify him. I want to read another scripture in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, which says... Chapter 8, verse 12, where are we? You want to read it, Stace? Go for it. Awesome. I will forget their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. You know, me personally, when I was a young fella, I used to do some really 
silly, silly things. I got in, mixed in with the wrong crowd. I would steal stuff. It was like a terrible habit. I used to go around and just steal things all the time, hurt people with my words. Um, you know, Rish, Rish has told me that I was a bully at school, even though I deny it. Um, you know, he will never again remember your sins. And some, sometimes, like, sometimes people go through their life and, and, and horrific, terrible things happen to them. But he says, you know, he will never again remember his, your sins. He will choose to forget your sins. You know why? Because he has a future for you that is far beyond anything that you can ever imagine or think. You know, God will take you places that you would never th- think you could go. Paul changed. We can change. And there is an enemy out there who would come at you and he would condemn you. He will shame you. He will say, no, nah, I'm denying you because you can't do that because look at what you've done in your life. And when, when the enemy comes knocking on your door and he says, no, nah, look at your past. This is, this is what you've done. You can't do anything with your life because you've been here. You've been here. You've been there. You've done this. You've done that. You turn around and you look at the devil and you say, look, you know, I know what I've done. This is what Jesus says. Hey, look where you're going. Look where you're going, the lake of fire. You're going to hell, devil. You're going to come here and you're going to condemn me in my life. No, because this is what the word of God says. He will remember my sins no more. He will forgive my wickedness. You know, God is the God that qualifies you when you allow God to change your mindset and say, no, this is what the word will say. This is what I say. This is who I call you. I call you my son. I call you my daughter. I call you beloved, you are loved, you are set free, you are not in prison anymore. Amen? The, um, another scripture I want to read is Hebrews 12, chapter 1. It says, I love this scripture because um, Rishi remembers this one and it always gives me joy. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race our God has set before us. You know, when, uh, when I was thinking about this scripture a bit more, I thought of marathon runners. Have um, any of you guys seen a marathon runner before? They do not have this figure. They are extremely small people. You know why? Because they've stripped off the weight. They've stripped off the things that would hold them back. When they're going, and they're going to run, um, how far is a marathon? 42 kilometers? When they're going to run 42 kilometers, they don't want this chunky stuff on them. They don't want the, they don't want the fat. They don't want any of the things that are going to make them slower, going to slow them down. When they're, when they're cruising along, running, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. There's a guy that lives on the corner from, from us, and I always see him running around uh, the line, and he's skinny as, and I look at him go, and he steps probably from here to like, over here, in one step, he's a skinny as man, and he, on a, um, had a chat with him one day, and he's, he was a, like an ex-marathon runner, and I was like, that's why. You know, this guy's he knows what he's on about. He's stripping off his weight so that he can run the race with endurance that God has for us. And I felt like God saying, it's the same for us spiritually, and we need to equip ourselves with the Word of God because when God calls us to change, we need to be able to say, this is what God says for me, I'm going to strip off the sin because God says that he will remember it no more. Therefore, I can remember it no more. He says he's going to forgive me of my wickedness so that I can strip it off. I can leave it at the cross of Jesus. He has done it for me. He, he lived his perfect life so that you could then have a home in heaven and live your life for Jesus. 
Without him, it'd be impossible to strip it off. Be impossible. Now that weight for some of us can be unforgiveness when someone's done something wrong to us and we carry unforgiveness in our lives. It actually, it's you forgiving someone else isn't for them, it's for you. When you carry unforgiveness, there's a weight on your shoulders where you used to like, every time you see that person you go, no, no, I can't forgive them, they did something horrible to me. That might be the weight because someone's hurt us. Sometimes it's a toxic relationship like myself uh, in in high school got messed around a bit by a, a silly girl and um, I had to you know cut it off because it was a weight on my life sometimes it's to confess your sins and your faults to someone you trust and love because when you're carrying things on your own and you know there's something wrong with your life there's no there's something that you're just trying to get over but you continuously fall or continuously come to it confessing your sins to a leader or even just to God, you know, if you're not comfortable with that, is something huge that can strip a weight off you. And I'll tell you what, you guys are so blessed to have the leaders that you guys have. You know, Zoe and Daz who will fall at the feet of Jesus and will be humble and gracious because they're people that you can come and you can confess your sins to and allow the weight off your shoulders to some people that you can trust and they're people that are going to genuinely love you and genuinely want the best for your life. There's an awesome, awesome illustration of this in the book of Luke, chapter 18, if anyone wants to go there. It speaks of two different men. One, both of them are rich, but only one one of them decides to make a change. So Luke, chapter 18, verse 19. It's called The Rich Man. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, There is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions, Excuse me. give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the man heard this, he, he was very sad, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw this, he said, how hard is it? In fact, how hard is it, sorry, for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven? In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, then who is in the world can be saved? He replied, what is impossible for people is possible with God. You know, here's a rich man who got an opportunity to change. You know, he had an opportunity and he chose to hold on to his, the way, his way of life and not respond to, to Jesus in that, in that moment. Now, just over the page in uh, Luke chapter 19, um, there's a man named Zacchaeus, and I'll read, I'll read uh, this part. Verse 5. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to the, his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord. And I would, if I have cheated people on their taxes, 
I will give them back four times as much. Now, um, Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has showed himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Now, two men, both of them were rich. Both of them were rich. Both of them faced with an opportunity to change. See, Zacchaeus took hold of what God was offering him. He took hold of this moment where he could say, I'm going to either change, I'm going to do what God is, would uh, want me to do. So his change came with action. You know, the other man, his action was, sell your things, follow God. Zacchaeus' was, um, give back the money that you've stolen, plus more. He said he'll pay three times the amount he's stolen from people or continue to live in his lifestyle, continue to be a rich man and at the cost of salvation. Now, we're the same. We might not be rich with hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, but we face the same challenge that these two men have. Now, we can choose. We can say, all right, God's knocking on my door. Am I going to change? Am I going to take up the offer? Am I going to get rid of some things that are going to hold me down on earth? Because nothing on earth is eternal. You can't take it with us when we're gone. But we can take our souls. We can take the opportunity to do what God's called us to do. The change is ours to choose. The Israelites were faced with choosing change multiple times. When, when Jesus, uh, not Jesus, when the prophets would come to the nation of Israel and they were doing the wrong thing, when they were worshipping false idols, when they were doing the wrong things with their life, God would say, here's your opportunity to change. You can either continue living the way you're going to go and you're going to become captives of another nation, or you can change your ways and live in my blessings. You know, change, when you change your life, it brings you to a place of blessing. It brings you to, into alignment with God's promises where he can go and bless you. Because guess what? You know, as much as God blesses us, when we're in line with his word, when we're in line with the promises of God, it releases blessing onto your life. Sometimes God's sitting there and he's saying, I would love to just bless you up to overflowing to as much as you can feel, uh, be full to your life's overflowing to your blessing pours out on the people around you. But if we're not living the right way, how can he bless us? You know, it's not his principles. If a, if a person, if a person, uh, if God then pours his blessings upon a person that isn't following his covenant, how can he be true? How can he be just? You know, the opportunity, guys, is now. The opportunity is today for us to change. Peter, Saul, David, Jesus, Zacchaeus, the rich man, all these people faced with an opportunity to change. All these people have an, had an opportunity to do something new in their lives, to take up the call of Jesus, to change their direction from where they were going, turn around and walk in the way that God has for them. You know, God has too much in store for us, for us not to change. He's got too much in store for you guys, for you not to turn around and, and take up, take his hand, walk alongside him, take the step, do life with God. Forgive the people that have wronged you. You know, Strip off the weight of sin. Shows, um, confess your sins to God. Give Him your life. Give Him, because He's got so much for you. He's got the the that incredible amount of things. You know, since I've I've become a Christian, 
and and learnt, known who God was. God's just taken me to the, do these crazy things that I never thought I would ever do. You know, if from from being uh, a little kid who would go to the supermarket and fill his backpack full of chocolates and steal things and and make stupid decisions. You know, he's taken me to become a man who can walk through. You know, speak at church. I when back at school, this would, this I'll give you a, a bit of a demo. This is me at school. I don't know a presentation. Literally, I couldn't speak in front of a person. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you know, do half the things I can do today. And it's only because of God. God's changed me. He changes who who you are. It changes you from the inside out. You know, you are able to do so much more than you can ever imagine or think. Go, no, God is greater. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and He wants to take you to new heights. He wants to show you what you're missing. You know, without Him, we miss out on so much. You know, even oh. I can't, I can't tell you guys how blessed I've been since getting to know who God is. And, and when you walk with Him, just crazy things happen. You know, I've been to, been to Africa a couple of a couple of times, and Jesus just goes, you know, this is who I am. This is who I am. Every time I go somewhere for God, He's like, this is another characteristic of who I am. This is what I want for people's lives. You know, He goes and He heals people that are blind. He heals people that are deaf. He's like, I want them. I want them to be healed. He comes over and He and He and He shows me. He's like. You know, if if you're willing to accept the call that I've I've given you, watch me work when I when I take when I tell you to step out, watch me watch me answer you. You know, watch me answer you. When when you when you put your hand on this man, watch me. Watch me. You know, when um when Rish and I were getting married, um it's not we just got blessed beyond measure. You know, we had guys that I used to do work for, like old fellas, just giving us um we virtually got our house furnished for free just because people would give us stuff out of nowhere. And God's just blessing us. God was just like, here, you know what? I know what's going on in your life. I'm going to make a way, you know? I'll make a way. Um, the amount of times, you know, I'm a big believer of giving your faith a job to do. When you give your faith a job to do, you're allowing God to show you what he's doing in his life. He allows, you're allowing him to say, I mean, yeah, you're allowing yourself to say, when I pray for this and I give my, job a, uh, my faith a job to do, and God answers it, I say, that's God. You know, how many times do we not know what God's doing around us? How many times have I missed out on being able to praise God because I haven't prayed or specifically asked for something and then God's just gone and blessed me without me knowing and I have no idea about it. You know, when we give our job, faith the jobs to do, we can actually use that to um, bless, bless uh, others as well. Now... I want to do I want to do a, uh, an altar call uh, for everyone here. Um, you know, God, God's always with us. Yes, Amen. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He has our absolute best interests at heart. Uh, he wants us to always be changing, even though it's scary, even though it's uh, difficult at times. He wants us to be able to strip off the weight of sin. He wants us to be able to come before him and, and, and just fall at his feet and hear his voice and hear his direction and go where he tells us to go and see what he wants us to see and do what he wants us to do and live our lives in full purpose-driven life that's just going to take us to the next level. Because how many, 
I don't know about you guys, but when I'm uh, floating through life and I have no idea what I'm doing and I have no purpose or direction, I just don't know what I'm doing. And I become depressed and I don't have, I have no vision, I have no purpose, I have no direction. But when God comes in, he just brings it all. He goes, here, this is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to go. And you just go, bang. And then you take one step and then he goes, here's next. There's another step. Here's next. There's another step. There's another step. Before you know it, you're running the race with endurance and you've stripped off every sin. And guys, the opportunity is now. If anyone here wants to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, or if anyone here wants to strip off the sin and hear from God and receive prayer today, to move forward, to make the change, to have God be your God of, of Jacob and your God of Israel, I just ask you to stand up. Stand up today. And this is a challenge for me as well. You know, God, God, when he gives me something to say, it's never just to say for a congregation. It's always for me. You know, God's saying, Trav, I want you to change. I want you to change. I want you to to choose, take my hand, let me lead you, let me direct you, let me change you, let me make you into something new, let me make you into something more. Let me take you to new heights, let me take you to a new level, let me be your God, let me be in relationship with you, let me take the weight off your shoulders, you don't have to carry it anymore. He's just got so much for us. And I don't want anyone here to miss out on the future that he has for you. I'm going to pray. Father God, we just come before you. We bow before you. We see you for who you are. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the bright morning star. You are the husband to the widow and the father to the fatherless. You are the creator and the maker of life. You are the author and perfecter of faith. And we come before you here today saying, Yes, Father God, we want to make a change. We want to not only see you and answer the door when you knock but we want to walk through it we want to take your hand we want to change so Father God right now I just pray in the name of Jesus over every person here Father that your Holy Spirit would just drop vision in the name of Jesus vision through this place right now in the name of Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit I pray Father God that change would take place from this day forward Father God, direction and purpose would be deposited right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, that you parted the Red Sea. Thank you, Father, that you brought the Israelites out of Egypt. Thank you, Father God, for your mighty, victorious right hand that will lead us and guide us to all and new heights, to new levels, Father God, to new things, to new beginnings, Father God. 
We pray, Father God, that doors would be opened here today and that doors that are wrong would be closed in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, that every life here would glorify your name, Almighty God. I thank you, Father, that each person here has the power of the Holy Spirit to influence all those around them. Father, for your name's sake, Father, I pray for power to come down. In Jesus' name. We're going to make changes, Father. We're going to be changed. We're going to grow. We're going to move forward. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray.